When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hard same. <sighs> yeah, this. Uh, I went and tried to find a new court today and could not. Like the, the type that I want. So I just like dug one out of the fucking cabinet over there, and it happens to fit my microphone. So. It, well, yeah, you're probably getting to the age um, to where you have like the clear plastic tub with the lid with all these random cords you've collected over like the last two decades. Yeah, ours is a uh, it's a metal tin. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a metal you gotta, tin. You got to upgrade when you hit forty, man. No, you no. got to go for the clear plastic. You, know, you just need to be able to eyeball it. Be like, yeah, it, I see it. There it is. I'm there. Yeah. Well, I, I was looking at ours for something a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, man. I really need to let go of these RCA cables. You know, the, the red, white, yellow. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I, like, I really don't need. I don't really need any of these, any of these anymore. It, <laughs> these kids today they don't even know got, what the hell those are. Gotta let it go. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not that far off. A couple of years now. Uh, so welcome back to the South End Zone here on the Pigskin Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm your host Jason Bailey. I'm with Eric Mulher, as per the usual. Eric. <sighs> Uh, off season part two. We uh, for the listeners, we recorded this on Tuesday or well Monday, and my technical woes difficulties. Of, it's, it's yeah, technical before. difficulties. Yeah, the woes of traveling. One of my microphone cords got screwed up, and uh, so here we are on a Thursday, one nineteen, recording this episode. What we're gonna do is we're gonna touch on a little bit of breaking news. You know, a breaking ish anyway. That's been out for a few days now. And then uh, we're going to get into some Vegas win total review here. And Eric, I know we didn't do this the other day, but what I want to kind of do while we're mixing the sinks, it won't take long at all, is I would like to assign some some grades. Like, you know, Mulher Technical Institute is going to mm-hmm. assign grades to these teams. Okay. okay. So, you know, A to F, how'd they do, whatever, what was their grade in your humble opinion? So before we get into all that, let's touch on the breaking news. Uh, which were some notable coaching changes here. First and foremost being Garrett Riley leaves TCU, goes to Clemson. Eric, I think it's a, on paper, a home run hire. Would you agree? I would agree. Um, you know, you look at Clemson is now on a two-year drought of not making the playoff, uh, which is new to them because they made it the previous six, I believe, seasons. Yeah, and the reason for that is that they were inconsistent on offense. They didn't get great quarterback play. They didn't always seem to do a great job of getting the ball into the hands of their best playmakers. And I think if there's one thing that you can expect Garrett Riley to do well, it's it's to do that. So, you know, they're obviously they're going to be playing a new quarterback. He's going to be familiar familiar with uh, the scheme that Garrett Riley's going to be bringing in. You know, uh, Klubnik played high school football in Texas, probably something like 80 or 90% of the high school teams in Texas run some version or an offense with a lot of elements of the air raid. So right. transitioning won't be a problem for him. So I would expect improvement. I think it's a really good job for them, you know, because Dabo in the past has been really stubborn about bringing in outside guys. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, even in the transfer portal, you know, they, they've done nothing in the transfer portal. They're yeah, not going to add anybody. He's kept the program pretty self-contained. So I think going out there and getting the Royals Award winner uh, from the national championship runner-up, I think is a, a pretty bold move for him. Yeah, I agree. We talked about it a few weeks ago, you know, we where I personally felt like uh, Clemson was a good offensive coordinator, higher away from being like a national championship, you know, dark horse type mm-hmm. playoff team again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah you know, you might want to look at preseason totals and whatever. And, you know, Georgia's losing a lot again. Alabama loses their quarterback. It's kind of, you know, one of those years, Ohio State's losing their quarterback. It's like, who's that team that could step up back into the fold? Could be Clemson with this hire. So we'll see what happens, but uh, I agree with you. It's uh, 
it's a home run hire, at least on paper. Now, a couple other notable coaching changes. I'll move to this one real quick because, uh, you know, it's uh, it's mostly it's a formality at this point. But Pete Golding uh, leaves Alabama to take a lateral move at Ole Miss. Uh, I think you just kind of, hey, man, feel free to go find another job. There was a report that said he got offered a raise to stay at Alabama. Saban hasn't said that. Yeah, and, who knows? It, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, smoke and mirrors. It, you're gonna, yeah. You can talk to four different people and get six different stories. I, mm-hmm. you know, so I just kind of focus on the the end result on on things like this. Yeah, my guess is he probably saw the writing on the wall because mm-hmm. um, there has been a lot of dissatisfaction. And Alabama's defense has not been bad. They're every year he was there, they were in the top twenty. They just were never you know top three or top five like Alabama right. has been used to being prior to that. So be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, he being Saban, where he goes next. And, and frankly, for Ole Miss, uh, if you get a guy who can field a, a top 30 defense, you're going to win a hell of a lot of games. Um, they don't need him to come be Nick Saban and Kirby Smart's love child. They just need him to field a competent unit. You know, if they can get <laughs> if they can get top 50 in defense, they'll yeah. they'll win nine games. Just show them how to tackle. That's all you got to do. Just show them how to tackle. Take some notes, Lincoln Riley. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I really feel about it. On the other side of Alabama's uh, coaching staff, Bill O'Brien interviewed with the New England Patriots yep. for their He's offensive believed, coordinator position. So believed to be the leading candidate. Correct. So they may be losing both coordinators, uh, but that's not something that I don't think any Alabama fans are going to be upset about, and I don't think it's anything that the university is not used to, you know, they're yeah. used to a lot of turnover guys poaching their coordinators. So yeah. and I don't think any big, Alabama uh, fans are going to be surprised either. I mean, this no, has been talked no, no, about no. for months. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's, it's like standard procedure. Like every couple of years we change our coordinators because they get poached for other jobs. It's normal. But uh, last couple here, Brian Hartline at Ohio state. I mean, we know he's a recruiting superstar. He gets uh, all the big-time five-star wideouts and all of that. And now he's a step closer to, you know, sort of moving up in the world. He gets promoted to the OC position at Ohio State, which I think is a good move for them, given that you want to keep that guy happy. He keeps bringing in the studs. Yeah, you want to keep him on your side, I think, is the biggest thing. Yes, correct. So kind of what kind of what we thought was going to happen, like at mm-hmm. Wisconsin, right? When they fired Paul Christ and they elevated Jim Leonard to interim, you know, kind of the common thinking was, well, they don't want that guy to leave too, so the, they'll probably make him the next head coach. And that didn't end up working out that way. But you know, part of it is Brian Hartline, I think, has a case, a strong case, to lay claim at being the best position coach in college football the last five years, probably by a wide margin. You know, if you don't if you don't elevate him and make him your offensive coordinator, somebody else will. It's just it's not more complicated than that. Oh yeah, and that that's really. I mean, he may not be the best you know suited candidate to call plays or whatever have you, but the fact that the dude brings in NFL caliber talent every year at the wide receiver position is something that cannot be overlooked. So I agree, good move to hire him. And the last uh, note here that I wanted to just touch on, not that impactful, I don't think. Uh, you know, but Kevin Warren. Is leaving the Big Ten. You know, he's been the Big Ten, uh, you know, commissioner for a while, uh, responsible for bringing UCLA and USC over and also getting that monster gargantuan TV deal for the Big Ten, which I think ultimately is what they brought him in to do. He's leaving to take the uh, CEO and team president for Chicago Bears. He's going off back to the NFL. He was with the Vikings previously. So, Eric, I think it's a good move given that he was not very popular around the country given his uh blow up of the alliance stuff and yeah, also there's that I mean, he wasn't yeah. particularly well regarded within the big 10 among fan bases or some schools right, right? and the, maybe the, now they get a guy that's more like collegiate athletic focused rather than just tv deals and stadiums and money yeah and i i mean i think he kind of got a bit of a rough deal right? because he came in and then the first thing he's got to deal with is the COVID season, which is, you know, it's, it's like anything else that, yeah, that he canceled politics the season get, and dra- then, gets dragged and, into, you know, no matter what yeah. you do, half of the people are going to think you're stupid. That's right. Uh, it's really an unwinnable situation, but I, mm. I, it's starting to feel like he was brought in because they knew they had the T deal TV deal coming up. Yeah. 
And once he kind of, I don't want to say outlived his usefulness, but really kind of once, once he finished doing what they really needed him to do, you know, now they can transition. They got that out of the way. Right. Yeah. So they can go back to, okay, well, who's going to, you know, who's going to be the best person to, to lead our schools and our athletic departments? Cause we don't always acknowledge it on this show, but you know, there's more to college athletics than college football. And those guys are a big part of that. So it'll be almost like a coaching change where I think they're going to go after someone with a really kind of divergent background from the previous guy. Well, the, uh, the betting favorite, uh, currently the, by everything that I've read is Jim Phillips, who is the ACC commissioner and he's also Northwestern's athletic director. So uh, he's the betting favorite. It's uh, like, I mean, there's a lot of pundits out there saying it's a foregone conclusion. That's who yeah. they will go after. Well, I mean, someone who's been a big 10 athletic director, obviously that's like a big box to yeah. check, right? As far mm-hmm. as what they're, what those schools want uh, from their representation going forward. So yeah, he, he'd be as good a choice as any, I guess. I don't know enough about the daily in and out of that job to tell you who would be good and who wouldn't. Yeah. It still hasn't really even like set into my brain that in a couple of years that UCLA and USC are going to be part of the big 10. That's like, it still hasn't hit. I don't think the rest of the college football world, like no, people it's, forget it's about not, it. And people, yeah. It's not going like, to hit until they until, travel to Rutgers. <laughs> right. Until Lincoln Riley is, is standing on the sideline in Champaign, Illinois in late November, <laughs> watching Brett Bielema bring out the three tackle, two tight end heavy package from the 45 yard line on second yeah. and three. Right. And that it just it hasn't really that'll be that'll be the wake up moment. Be like, oh it, shit, it, I'm in the Big Ten, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, it really will. I mean, it just it hasn't sunk in with me yet. I, I just I yeah, hadn't been able to die. Twenty eight degrees and snowing and, and he's gonna be like, God, what planet am I on? I know, right? I didn't even want to go back to sunny California and go play Cal or somebody. But uh, I don't know, man. That's that's going to be really interesting uh, what the Big Ten does moving forward. But uh, let's get into these Vegas win total reviews here. And uh, I'm going to change it up a little bit on the on the script. It says Big 12 first. I want to go to the Pac-12 first. Fair so uh, let's start in the Pac-12 here. And I'm going to name the ones that we unanimously hit on first. Yep. And... Then we will go over the ones we missed. Which there's and then a we can, bunch of those, actually. Now that I look yes, at it. and then we can uh, assign grades to these people's seasons at uh, the end of all of this. So the ones that we unanimously hit on uh, were Arizona State, five and a half. We all took the under. Mm-hmm. Arizona State, we've talked about them at length. Herm Edwards, dumpster fire situation. Nothing really, I don't think, to go away from their F. I mean, are we assigning yeah. them an F for the season? Okay, so we're grading strictly the 2022 season. This isn't like like buy, hold, or sell stock. Yeah, no, no, we're just grading okay. their their season. Yes. So tw- yeah, so 2022 season uh, is F minus an option. We suck. <laughs> it it is F. an option. Okay, it is F. an option. F, but I would be absolutely buying Arizona State stock. Oh, well, going going forward, separate discussion. Next, okay. Well, we'll do a uh, we'll do a stock watch in the middle of the off season. But yeah, Arizona State three and nine overall, two and seven in the conference, just absolutely pathetic. Yeah, Not a good year. Close to five and a half. No, I mean it was it was easy money on us all taking the under there. So uh, next on the docket of teams that we all hit on unanimously, a couple more unders here: Colorado at three and a half, and mm-hmm. Cal at five and a half. You know my opinion on Cal. They're yep. the most irrelevant power five team in the country. They don't even care about football. And they I assign them an F every year. You said three and nine? Cal went four and eight, two and seven in the conference. Four and eight. Uh, that's God, I hate to say four and eight as a passing grade, but I would give them a D. Because <laughs> they they won a third of their games. I D. Ugh. All right. D minus. I'll give them a D minus. I'll give them a pass just for participation. I'll give them a D minus. I don't even like that. Oh God. Actually, you know what? Screw yeah, that. They get can, an F. Or, you can give get them an F. F. We don't have to agree. Like, Yeah. Well, I'm giving them an F. And that's mainly like they got an F before the season started because they kept Justin Wilcox on and I knew it was going to suck again. And they all should have known too. And they just don't want to be marred in a coaching surge and pay a buyout and all of the above. So you get an F, Cal, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys suck. Now I mentioned Colorado, uh, three and a half. They went one and 11, one and eight in the conference. I mean, there's really nothing else you can say other than F, just yeah. fail. Yeah. Yep. Epic fail. Uh, okay. So 
moving on. Uh, UCLA, eight wins. We all took the over on yep. Chip Kelly. And we all, you know, a couple of us had Chip Kelly on the hot seat because this was like a show me something or else kind of season. But we all felt like they were good enough to win nine games. And so we all took the over and it hit, man. UCLA had a pretty good season. I mean, they went nine and four overall, uh, six and three in the conference this year. So not bad. I mean, you know, they did return a lot of talent. I'm going to give them a, I'm going to give them a B minus on the year because they did have a couple of snafus where they almost choked it off to like South Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm actually pulling up their schedule right now because I'm trying to remember which games they lost. And I know they lost the Oregon game. So, they, I mean, they went nine and three in the regular season. Um, mm-hmm. So they lost to Oregon by two scores. They lost to, oh, God, Arizona. They lost to Arizona at home. Oh, yeah. And that actually is probably what kept them out of the, the Pac-12 championship title game, I think. And then uh, Yeah, because they beat Utah, if I'm not mistaken. They did beat Utah. Yeah. So uh, there you go. That yeah, losing to them. So I say B minus because Yeah, I, I think B minus B area feels appropriate. I mean they yeah. they they lost narrowly to USC, one score to Arizona, and then at Oregon. That's that was a tough one. They, they were in that for a while. That was not necessarily back and forth, but they they weren't out of it completely. Uh they had a good year. The bowl game wasn't great, but you know, bowl games, what are you gonna do? So yeah, B. Yeah. Moving forward. Utah. We all felt like eight and a half was kind of egregious. And I still think it was, even though they went nine and three in the regular season, I still think that it was kind of egregious because if you look at the way their season started, you know, they they ended up going for two in that Florida game and not getting it. If they kick the extra point there, maybe they win in overtime. You know what I'm saying? So it's, they were one or two plays away from being much better than nine and three. And it, I, I don't know. I just, well, I, mean, they, I don't, cause they went what 10 and four overall. Isn't that what they ended up? Yeah. Yes. 10 and four overall seven and two in the conference this year. So, yeah, but you look, so, you know, at Florida opening weekend, um, you know, like you said, obviously a close game. They at UCLA was kind of a rough one. Uh, I remember that game DTR, I think accounted for six touchdowns, but they lost, uh, by a field goal at Oregon. Yeah. But they also beat USC twice, uh, beat Oregon State. They had a good year. I mean, I I'm going to give them an A minus because they did win the Pac 12, beat USC twice. I'm going to give them an A minus. And that minus is strictly just because, you know, they just, they had a couple of bad losses there, like, yeah. you know, UCLA getting drumming them, Oregon thumping them by a couple of scores. It just, you know, it, a couple of bad ones, but still, you win the Pac 12, you go to the Rose Bowl. I'm going to give you an A minus. Yeah, I, I think I would go B plus because even though the the loss at Oregon was close, uh, they got beat by ten by UCLA and the bowl game. Uh, you know, lose by two touchdowns. Yeah, Penn State was a really good team, but uh, yeah, B plus. They had a strong season, and I still don't understand how they got assigned eight and a half. <laughs> but, I don't know, know e- man. Easy, easy picks for us. Indeed, it was. Uh, okay, so. Last few that we hit on here uh, unanimously. Uh, let's see. We uh, is that it? The- nope. That yep. That's all the unanimous hits. So these are yep. our un- unanimous misses yes. coming up here. Uh, the first one being Arizona. We picked mm-hmm. under two and a half. Timmy predicted them to go <laughs> oh and twelve. He did. I said they would win two, possibly three games, but I leaned to two. They both proved they proved us all wrong. They go over two and a half, and I'm going to give them a. I think a B minus on the season, given that their projections were so piss poor and they outperformed them uh, significantly. I'm going to say B minus. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say B plus. Uh, they doubled their Vegas win total. Uh, you know, I, and I get that five and seven is not, and you know, they're not going to get a parade, but they were. I mean, if they'd have made a bowl game, I would have given them an A. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I would yeah, give them a minus right. for a bowl game. Sure, yeah. but you know, they beat a cup, you know, a team or two that they shouldn't have. Uh, I, I would be comfortable putting them in the B plus category. I, they made a giant step from twenty twenty one. Mm. Well, Jetfish is, uh, he's got them on the right track, I think. And they've been doing some good work in the transfer, you know, realm, so to speak. Yeah, just recruiting least- in general. Right. Yeah. As good as they can, you know, given the resources and that kind of stuff that he's got and the uncertainty in the conference with the TV deal and all that. I think he's the right dude for that job. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they've sucked forever. 
Yeah, yeah, and that. Uh, next one we unanimously missed on. The only other one was uh, USC. Mm-hmm. We picked under nine and a half because we did not expect Lincoln Riley's defense to tackle anyone. And it turns out that they didn't tackle anyone. They just well, they picked didn't. a lot of balls off. They did. And I don't feel like I don't look back at this and, and with a ton of regret, like nine and a half is a lot for a team that you don't expect to play defense. And then you're not sure if they have enough depth to once you get later into the season to to play offense as well as you think they could. So, right. And not to mention they went four and eight last year. Right. They're, <laughs> I mean, they're coming off they that season. In- they got a boatload of transfers. Yeah. These are all talented right. guys, but you yeah. know, there's more to a team than just collecting individuals and for as many transfers as they had that were getting significant time, I was a little leery that, you know, I'm just not, I'm not ready to just assume they're going to go win 10 games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me either. So now, and, and they did surprise me. They defensively, they were very turnover dependent. You know, it's generally not sustainable. They sustained it a lot longer than, than most teams do. So good on them. Uh, they had a, they had a really good year. I mean, I'd give them, you know, an A minus. They won 11 games. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say B plus here. I I just, I can't, I have no respect for teams that play zero defense. I just, it's, it's tough for me. They, you know, they go and they beat up on some bad teams. You know, they catch some teams at bad times. I just felt like it was a really fortunate year for them. Well, I'm not taking anything broke their way. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Like they had a lot of things go their way. I'm not taking anything away from the offensive side of the ball. They got some absolute freaks over there. Caleb Williams, absolutely deserve the Heisman trophy. Like I, I watched a guy play a few times. I mean, he looked some of the throws that dude was making like in the Pac-12 title game, especially yeah. the dude looked like Patty Mahomes out there just slinging that sidearm 40 yards on a, on a laser, you know, it mm-hmm. just, I, I mean, he's a excellent, excellent player. So defensively is just where I have the issue, man. Like I, I would give you an A, but not only did you not win the Pac-12, you didn't tackle a soul all year, and then you got to your bowl game and you lost a fucking two lane. So, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, B plus. I can't, yeah. I can't give them an A. I, and it's not that they lost to Tulane, that was who was a good team. I don't want to take anything away from Tulane, but they led by 15 points with less than five minutes to play and lost to Tulane. Yeah. That's where that's yeah. where you lose. That, that, you you got to get docked points for that, man. Yeah. So yours for the taking, and you choke. So yeah, B plus. Mm, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, now these are the ones that we did not agree on coming into the year. Uh, okay, Oregon eight and a half. You guys took the under on mm-hmm. them. You were not buying Dan Lanning in year one, and uh, I, I think it was more you guys weren't buying into the Bo Nix train. And I watched Bo Nix in the spring game, and he was slinging it all over the field, and I was like, well. Cristobal left behind a bunch of beefy, big, nasty offensive linemen. If they can even remotely play any defense, I feel like their schedule, they should win nine games. And they did. Uh, yeah. They, you know, I even though the they over. didn't play any defense. Right. Yeah. They didn't play much. And they also had some, uh, you know, some tough injuries on the back end of their defense. So I'm going to give Lanning here, I'm going to give him B plus in his first year. I think it's a, it's like B plus, but he's he's getting some extra credit here because he's really doing some good work in the transfer portal and recruiting and you know getting a lot of big time players to continue to come there. And I think looking forward, they'd probably take a step forward. I, I kind of like Oregon, what I'm seeing from them so far, but I'm going to give him a B plus on the season. A uh, good start to the tenure for Dan Lanning. Yeah, I'd give him a, a, a B, probably a B plus somewhere in that range. I, I was on the under, and it's not because of Dan Lanning or Bo Nix. It was the combination of both, right? New mm-hmm. coach, new quarterback. And then you look at that number eight and a half. I'm like, oh man, you know, that and I think back to last year where they looked good at times, but then they go play a team like Utah and just get dragged. <laughs> just get yeah. dog walked up and down the field. I was like, man, I don't know if he can turn around the defense that fast. Uh, Bo Nix, not the model of consistency. Um, nope. You know, I've, I've heard him described as chicken fried Sean Clifford. Uh, <laughs> I think that's fair, right? So, but he had, he, but he was great. He had a fantastic year. Hats off to him. Uh, I just wasn't comfortable picking him to win nine games. I thought probably eight, maybe, and I just. I just felt a little more confident that they would they would lose one they shouldn't, but they made me look silly. It won't be the last time. Yeah. Well, 
It, uh, like you said, Bo Nix, home Bo Nix was just on fire this year, man. He had a great year, especially at home. And uh, kudos to the Ducks, man. And I think they'll be good moving forward. Oh, yeah. I, I like what I'm seeing. So the other Oregon school, Oregon oh, State. My God. Now, this one, I feel like uh, I took I, the over on this. You guys took the under. But yeah. I, I don't feel... Hold on. Like this, you need okay. to tell our listeners what this, what numerical value is associated with this, uh, just to make me feel stupid. Well, okay. So their total was five and a half. Okay. Oh my God. Now, I did not come into this with a ton of confidence. Okay. I, I liked what I saw in their defense, and I liked what I saw in the spring, you know, from limited spring anyway, because they had some injuries uh, from their running game. And, you know, they had some decent wide receivers, but. It was more along the lines of if they can just get the quarterback position settled, they could definitely go to a bowl game and, you know, maybe win seven or at best eight games. Well, Mm -hmm. they exceeded all of those expectations. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they had a monumental, you know, year for them considering they finished with a 10 and three record overall after winning their bowl game, thumped Florida in the bowl game to get to double digit wins. They go six and three in the conference. Just an excellent fantastic year for Oregon State. So, I mean, I got to give them an A plus, man. Like yeah. A plus. Nice job. Strong, fantastic. Strong A. Um, yeah. Winning winning the Oregon game almost gets me to A plus territory, but I I'm going to stick with A just because they did lose the three games, but yeah, they were they had a superb year. I thought they would be okay on defense and bad on offense. It turns out they were a little above average on offense and really good on defense. So, you know, that that's how you win close games and that's how you overachieve kind of your projection by four wins. Yeah. Speaking of teams that overachieved, how about Washington? How about them? Seven and a half. Okay. On the God, Vegas I feel like totals. such an asshole here. You were not buying... Kalen DeBoer and Michael Penix, mainly Michael Penix. You weren't buying him. No, almost uh, entirely Michael Penix. <laughs> yeah. You were not buying him coming into the season after that abysmal performance yeah. last year at Indiana. And I mean, nobody was hating on you for it. I mean, we took the over on him, but it was mainly like, eh, he's got to be better than last year. Like you can't get any worse than that. So he's back with his OC. Maybe he gets some shit going. So me and Timmy took the over seven and a half, and they also got to double-digit wins, won 11 games this year. And so none of us, however, I think, projected Michael Penix looking like a Heisman candidate. No, none of us did. My under, like, I mean, I've been the Kalen DeBoer fanboy on this show for basically since he was hired. Correct. <laughs> that um, is, that's factual. So my under seven and a half was not based in any way on him. But I I always revert to, and maybe I should reconsider this going forward because the last couple of years have been rough. First year coach, and if I don't know who the quarterback is going to be, or it's a new quarterback, you know, I'm a little, you know, not necessarily optimistic. Um, and then a number like seven and a half. After watching their offense in 2021, they had oh, oh god, they were putrid. Jimmy Lake, Ugh, what a nightmare. <laughs> And they were they were okay on actually they were good on defense in twenty one but they lost you know, their their top two corners right like Trent McDuffie goes to the draft yeah. he he was fantastic so okay well how good are they going to be defensively they're bringing in a guy who was capital A awful <laughs> at Indiana in twenty twenty one new coach is like oh boy I just I just couldn't get optimistic about eight wins so but again. Kalen DeBoer is a winner, and what do winners do? They win, man. They win, they win ball games. So, they win. Yep, great a, banner year for Washington. I give them actually, an A minus, A minus due to I, the piss poor defense in a, a handful of their games. Yeah, I'd, I'd give them a strong A because they. I feel like if you lead the nation in passing yards, mm-hmm. you can afford to be not great on defense, just kind of there. And, and to go out and win 11 games and, and yeah, A, no minus, <laughs> right. no plus, just an A. Hmm. Well, like 93. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'm going to give them an A minus just because the games that they did lose in the conference, they got destroyed. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was not good, not pretty. Uh, okay, last one here. Uh, well, last two. This one, I missed on it. You know, uh, Washington State, that mm-hmm. five and a half, I, with all that was going on there and the Nick Rolovich getting fired right. for not being vaccinated, 
I just did not feel good about the situation. And also I did not, you know, the quarterback coming in, Cam Ward from Incarnate Word was sort of an unknown. He was great at that level, but how is it going to translate? And I just, I, I didn't bet on him getting to a bowl game. You guys both took the over and it hit. They got to a bowl game. I did. And I didn't feel great about it. Um, if I remember right, I would have to go back and listen to be sure. But I think my over five and a half was probably mostly based around their schedule. Like they missed some teams like mm-hmm. a, a, like a Utah or an Oregon, not an Oregon, but uh, I, I think their schedule is favorable enough where I thought uh, they can probably get to six and, and took the over. Well, they didn't play anybody in the non-con. I, I don't think, I think yeah, that could have been it too. I, 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 I want to say it was complete trash. Yeah. I believe my over five and a half was in large part due to schedule. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they played Idaho. Uh, they beat Wisconsin in the second week of the season, 17 to 14. That's it. I knew they played a big 10 West team. It wasn't Michigan. Uh, then they lost. God, man, this is a tough ass schedule, man. I don't know how they won seven games. This is crazy. They lost uh, a close game to Utah in which came rising did not play. Oh man. Yeah, they they got destroyed the, a couple of times, but they, they lost, lost by a field goal to Oregon. Yep. Um, yep. Now they got man. drummed a couple of times. Right oh there. yeah, yeah. But overall, man, I'm going to give them yeah. a B plus. I'm going to say yeah, B give, plus. I'll give them a B plus. A B B plus somewhere in there. I can't give them an A, even though they went a game and a half past their total, just because some of these losses are bad. Yeah, yeah. They they did uh, take some. I mean, they lo- they lost the there. Apple Cup by 18. Uh, they lost Oregon State by two touchdowns. Lost the USC by 20. Yeah, and they caught uh, they caught Wisconsin at a really good time at the beginning of the year when things were not going well. So they were not. All right, last team. Uh, this team, uh, I can go ahead and tell you, I'm giving them an um, an F because they suck and they don't care about football. You know, their coach stepped away at the end of the year because he saw the writing on the wall and knew that they don't care about football. And I think they're eventually just going to stop playing football because they there's no way in hell they're making any money on it. Stanford at four and a half. Me and you both learned our lessons last yep, year correct. when we took the over and they burned us. And we took the under and that hit easily. Timmy took the over. He did not learn his lesson. Yeah, what and, the hell was uh, he thinking? I, I don't know. I think it was more of a buy-in to David Shaw. You know, Maybe. it's like, surely he'll get it turned around. But I, I think you and I both know. Yeah, it was, but, and, and I, I get that. I mean, I like David Shaw. I think he's a great coach. I just. I think he's going to be a great TV guy. Eventually. He'd be a fantastic. Like, he would be oh, a yeah. phenomenal TV guy. Oh, but yeah. He needs coach, to be like uh, like on Monday night, Monday night is, football or shit. Yeah. Coaching at Stanford is just such a losing battle. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, you saw who they brought in, which was, I can't even remember his name. Uh, uh, I don't remember his name. I know it's the coach from Sacramento State. Yeah. It's it's not looking good moving forward for them. They still have a lot of academic uh, things that prevent them from being competitive. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, not looking good. I give them an F and uh, go ahead and give them another F for 2023. Yeah. It's but, Troy uh, Taylor, by the way. Ah, yeah, there you go, Taylor. All right, so before we cover the Big 12 here, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you about our sponsor, which is DraftKings Sportsbook, and we will get back with you after that to talk about the Big 12. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You can boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. <sighs> Eric, tough loss for the Vikings, uh, dropping it to the Giants there. Yeah, so who do, you like, who do you like in the NFC this week and moving forward? I like San Francisco just in general. Um, oh, man. Which is yeah, part of the reason that- Brock Purdy looks like a dude, doesn't he? Uh, well, he does, and I think they do a lot of things to make him look like the dude. As far as you know, he's got some good scheme, surrounding calling. Yeah, he doesn't have yeah. to carry the team on his back. That's part of the reason that I'm I'm not that upset about the the loss to the Giants uh, because if the Vikings had won that game, I think they would have gone this weekend and gotten absolutely obliterated by San Francisco. Yeah, uh, I, I think they're the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah, I would agree. I think, uh, you know, it may come down to them in Philadelphia. And, uh, man, that'll be a big-time <laughs> war, be a big-time matchup. Uh, but in the meantime, 
If you guys uh, want to get in on the action here, the first thing you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, so check out our show notes for those details. All right, welcome back to the South End Zone, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. All right, Eric, so we've uh, covered on the Pac-12, and we gave uh, some grades for the Pac-12 there. And uh, for our listeners, in case you guys were wondering, our totals there, I went 9-3 and three in the Pac-12, and Timmy and Eric both went 7-5. and five. So, not a terrible year, uh, prediction-wise. Oh, that's, that's a pretty healthy... I, mean, I think that that'll comes pay. Out to just about 65%, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll pay. So it's not terrible. I don't feel terribly bad about that. Certainly not uh, as bad as I would feel about some of these others that are coming in uh, future weeks. But uh, before we get to that, let's go over the Big 12, man. So uh, we're going to do this the same way. I'll go over the ones we unanimously hit first, and then the ones we unanimously missed, and then we'll talk about the ones we disagreed on. Uh, okay, first one we unanimously hit on. Texas at eight and a half. I, I kind of, I don't feel great about this one hitting because it's one of those it could have easily been nine. Yeah. It, it very could have easily been nine or maybe 10 because Quinn Ewers going down in the Alabama game. I think if he stays healthy in that game, hell, they probably beat Alabama. And um, that's coming from an Alabama fan. I mean, that, you know, I was watching the game when he went down, the, the offense changed completely. So, mm-hmm. Uh, that one I don't feel great about. And also, you know, they play Texas Tech right after that, and they lose that game in, I believe, overtime. So, yeah, I think it was an overtime game, if I remember yeah, right. They, uh, I, it, just unfortunate, but it, it's lucky for us that it hit, but I don't feel like it was a great prediction given that it only hit because of injury. Right. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I just, speaking only for myself, I just, Texas is one of those teams that, you know, I have to see it first. I'm not going to take it on faith that you can go out there and win nine games, especially after what I saw last year. Yeah. So I would still give them like a solid B. I mean, they had a good year. They had eight and four, could have easily won 10 games. And that eight and four, I mean, that represents a three win improvement from year one of the Sark era. So I think there's a lot of reason for optimism going forward. They, they are stockpiling some talent defensively. They were a little better, uh, still some work to do there, but I think they had a good year and I'd give them a B. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, last year, I would have given them like a C minus, you know, for the end of the season kind of deal. You know, Sark year one, a lot of turnover, lost some close games, that kind of thing. You know, but I think last year, if we did this at the end of the 2021 season, I would have given them like a D just with yeah. all those blown leads. Well, that, yeah, that, that's mainly like C minus is generous in that yeah. situation, you know, because it's, it's Texas. You expect them to make a bowl game every year. Right. But right. It, but they, they haven't been. And you know, when you see they're up 28 to seven and a half against Oklahoma and they end up choking it off and losing, it's like, oh, God, man, like, yeah, they I had know double, it's only year one, but you get had double minus. digit second half leads in like four straight games and lost them all. <laughs> yeah. Right? And lost them all. Yeah. And then you, you go lose to Kansas. Like, yeah. Mm. So five and seven was a D and then I get into eight and four, I think gets them a jump up to B category. Yeah, I'm going to give them a B minus for the year. Just, you know, I, I don't feel fantastic about it because their defense was not good. It, it, let's just be real. The defense was not good. It played really good against Alabama, you know, a couple other games, but overall the defense was mediocre. Yeah, and so defensively, they were really good in the TCU game. It's just they couldn't do much on offense either. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So they just had some ups and downs, but uh, overall, we all hit on the under eight and a half there. Uh, the next one we unanimously hit on was Kansas State. This one was easy money, man. I mean, easy. we all we all looked at six and a half and we're like, these guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Kansas State, even with a transfer quarterback coming in, like they had no quarterback the year before and they were a pretty fucking right. good team. And yeah. then they get a transfer in and like Adrian Martinez comes over and I'm thinking, shit, Kleiman takes that guy. They're liable to win some games no matter 
if it's him or if it's the backup. And so they take that six and a half total and they go out and win the big 12, win double digit games, easy money, easy payday. Yeah. I looked at, I remember looking at six and a half going, boy, I really feel like I, you know, looking at their schedule and, and what they've got coming back and what they're kind of their lineup and depth chart is looking like is like, I really feel like I should be deciding between seven or eight or maybe even eight and nine. Like this looks like a quality team. I don't, I still don't understand where they came up with six and a half, but that was easy pickings for us. Indeed. I mean, it's kind of like the Caitlin DeBoer thing, man. I mean, Chris Kleiman, what do winners do? Yep. <laughs> they fucking win, man. They yep, win ball they games. Dude won three national titles at North Dakota state. It's like, you don't think he knows how to coach football. Give, I mean, give him a quality roster. He's going to put some put some wins on the board, man. So I think they'll be uh, really good again next year. I think they'll be a quality team. I mean, it's a tough break that they catch Alabama in the bowl game. You know, I mean, Alabama roster talent-wise is is much better. So you, it, it's one of those things. It's like I'm an Alabama fan, so it's like, oh, yeah, great. We get Kansas State. We beat them. Fantastic. But if I'm a Kansas State fan, I'm going, shit, man. <laughs> like, why do we got to play them guys, man? After They're pissed all, off. It- it's just a surprise after the year. We <laughs> yeah, had. yeah, they got they got awarded, you know, playing uh, you a know, top a, a playoff caliber team. Yeah, so. a, a pissed off Alabama team that thinks they yeah. should be in the playoff, and we get to be mm-hmm. there. What they use yeah. to make their point. Yeah, not great. So, uh, but overall, great season for Kansas State. I give them an A plus. You know, A plus for K State. Yeah, I think I have to give them an A. I mean, the, win the conference. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the nod for me. I give him an A plus, man. Fantastic year, Chris Kleiman. Way to go! Uh, your only mark against you that possibly would give you a A minus or B plus there was losing to Tulane. But what saved you is Tulane won eleven games and then beat USC. <laughs> so, you know, Tulane turned out to be a really fucking good team. Yeah, I you know, and I remember that. Like, God, how did they lose to Tulane, right? And then they come back the next week and beat Oklahoma, who at that point was, I think, like five and zero. Yeah. Well, then the the season goes on and on and on. It's like, man, that, that Tulane loss doesn't look so bad anymore. <laughs> no, no. Turns out to be, turns out they're a pretty good team, and they beat USC at the end of the year. So kudos to them. Yeah. All right, a, last a plus for Tulane, by the way. A plus. Uh, yeah, good call. Uh, agree. Beating USC gets you an A plus in my book any day of the week. Uh, last one we unanimously hit on was uh, Matt Campbell's monster at Ohio State. Yeah, <clears throat> turned out to be more, more of a zombie uh, than anything. Still technically uh, a monster, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you would classify that. But uh, six and a half total. We did not expect them to make a bowl game, and they did not. They are who we thought they were. Uh, no. And to Timmy's they, credit, he saw the light after he, he after did. trumpeting them up all last preseason. <laughs> he's like six and a half, no way. F these guys. Like <laughs> yeah. Matt Campbell can eat my shorts. <laughs> exactly. He definitely got burned by him, and he was pissed off, and he was out of it. He yeah, got total tired of me. total retribution pick. But oh yeah, <laughs> he got tired of me riding him all off season about Matt Campbell's monster. So you know, overall, Iowa State they were dumpster fire this year. I, I don't. I'm not gonna like poo poo Matt Campbell here. I think it's more of just a. I'm gonna give you like a D plus. It's a passing grade it, only because they just got gutted, man. They they lost a ton of talent on both sides of the yeah. ball. Plus some dudes to the transfer portal. Just not a good situation. It, you know, it was a just a roster talent thing for me. It wasn't it was. a, like a knack on his uh, ability to coach football. Yeah, you look okay. Brock Purdy, Brees Hall. Charlie Kolar, Will McDonald. It's just like if if you stacked up their 10 best players from 2021, I think like eight of those guys were gone. Yeah. And most of I them mean, are in the NFL doing good shit. Right. You know, I mean, look so, at Brock Purdy right now. He, he looks like the favorite in the NFC. And you lose that guy, you, you, it's going to be tough to replace. So, yeah. It was, I guess it was easy to see. Um, yeah. But they yeah. were bad, even compared to a six and a half total that we took the under on. They were horrid. Yeah, it was not a good season for them overall. It was uh, pretty putrid. They uh, finished uh, one and eight in the conference, four and eight overall. Just uh, not great, Bob. So uh, moving on, let's see. Next on the docket. Okay, so that's all the unanimous ones. Now, we didn't unanimously miss on any team. Well, that's because I saved us. Because the only one you missed, I hit. Yes. Yeah, for the listeners, I went nine and one. In the Big 12, I was on fucking fire with my over-under picks. Um, And the only one that I missed on was Texas Tech. And we will talk about them in just a second. But, okay, so the first one we did not agree on 
was Oklahoma. Okay, mm-hmm. Timmy took the over. He liked Venables coming in. He thought it would transform their defense in year one. I thought it would be better, and I think you probably did too, but man, they just did not improve a lick on defense. Like They just can't tackle a soul. Well, they really didn't, and it's not even about the defense. It was just like, okay, new coach, new quarterback. They had a lot of, of talented offensive guys leave, and it's like, man, even if he approves the defense, you kind of expect that maybe the offense maybe takes a step back. Maybe it doesn't, but nine and a half, I thought it was just too big a number. Yeah. I agree. And so me and you took the under there. Timmy took the over that uh, hit from me and you and uh, Timmy got burned there, but yeah, but I would give them like a C they finished what six and seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lost their bowl game. So I'm, I'm going to go D plus here on uh, first year in the big 12 for Brent Venables. I'd actually probably go C minus because a couple of those losses were yeah, like, like the TC, they just got melted. Oh, the yeah. TCU game uh, got destroyed. I think I think Kansas State maybe beat them pretty badly too. I they have some bad bad losses and they didn't come particularly close to no. nine and a half wins. So I would no. give them. I'd be in like C minus, maybe D plus territory. Yeah, I, I'm on the D plus. It's a passing grade, but barely. I mean, you made a bowl game. Nice job. Okay, the next one we did not agree on is Oklahoma State, and you guys once again were on the over. You were on Gundy. And I was on the under because it's Mike Gundy and I'm not betting on that. And Spencer Sanders proved to be, you know, who we, who he is, who we thought he was. They are who we thought they were. Uh, He was not good for a large part of the season. He was also injured and losing Jim Knowles uh, on the defensive side of the ball proved to be too much for Oklahoma state. In my opinion, they did not get to nine wins. They went under eight and a half. I don't know that their Vegas win total is going to be eight and a half this year. Honestly, no, I, I think it's seven and a half max. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah, it'll even like, be a, a round number. Yeah. Know, like, wins. Yeah. If you said six or six and a half, I'd be like, eh, okay, maybe that's fair. Yeah. Debate that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the strength of their team the previous year when they almost made the playoff was the defense. They lost a lot of guys, lost the coordinator. They were just not very good defensively and starting quarterback is injured slash inconsistent them as well i i would give them another c minus uh some of those losses were just horrid Mm -hmm. yeah they had some blown leads as well you know they they did not manage games well they did not finish games it just man it was not good not a good season uh i'm gonna go another d plus there for gundy now i I tell you if gundy brings back the mullet i might be on the over next year Well, maybe so. We'll see. Maybe he does need to bring it back. He needs something special because, ugh, man. It might uh, have been the Samson effect this year, you know, losing the mullet and uh, the the big hat. And then, hey, guess what? You lose six games. Yeah, not great. And uh, it's, like I say, it's just not looking good moving forward. But uh, next one we did not agree on. Myself and Timmy both took the under on Baylor at seven and a half here. We did not buy Blake Shapin. And we did not buy the defense. Uh, Dave Aranda maintaining that elite level of play that they did in 2021 when they won the Big 12. And we both took the under. You were on the over. You thought it would be... I liked their lines of scrimmage. I did. But what what did you see in Baylor that made you take the over? Do you remember? Mostly the lines of scrimmage and Dave Aranda. Um, okay. And you know when they won the Big 12 the year before, they had... Gary Bohannon, a quarterback who I didn't think was very good. So I thought there was a decent chance they would get better quarterback play. thought they had a good running game. And I guess kind of in retrospect, they just lost too much production in terms of, you know, receiver, rushing, passing. Their defense was was pretty good. Offensively, they were not great. And they did have a couple of close losses. But I think uh, everything I'm saying right now about TCU, I, I suspect when we get to like August, early August, maybe even late July when we start doing previews. I think I'll be saying a lot of the same things about TCU potentially. But yeah, I I thought they could get to eight wins. And uh, yeah, no, regret that one. (laughs) Well, you know, it wasn't... Wasn't just an absolutely terrible pick. I mean, they went six and seven overall, lost their bowl game, four and five in the conference. It's not like they were just completely abysmal. And I don't feel like fantastic about this. I mean, seven and a half, I thought was a game too high. If you'd have said six and a half, I might have taken the over and said they get to seven wins, but they did get kind of screwed in a couple of games. I remember watching a game, I think it was against Texas Tech. 
and they lost like their best player on the first play of the game and targeting, and it was a bullshit call. And you know, it it just it they, and then they picked on the poor guy that replaced him all day. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, just one of those situations. Well, a the T- of times I mean, the TCU happened. game with the the fired roll field goal. I mean, they were oh yeah, they were in yeah. position to win that. And- yeah, so they, you know, tough, more of just a tough break year for them. So I'm going to give them like a C plus, even though it was not a good year win total wise. I think they'll be better this coming year. So I'm just going to say you passed. Here's your, a C plus, you know, decent job, whatever. Do better next year. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Next, Texas Tech. Speaking of, you know, the only team that uh, screwed me, <laughs> I would have went to uh, 10 and 0 in the Big 12 if it wasn't for this. But uh, Texas Tech, me and Timmy both took the under. Too much uncertainty for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I, I did not like the quarterback situation, but it, uh, you took the over because you were of the opinion that, well, doesn't really matter who the quarterback is because they're going to throw for 5,000 yards. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, kind of. But I also like th- this wasn't a pick that I made with a ton of confidence. Um, Texas Tech, TCU. And to a lesser extent, West Virginia. Because I remember talking about this when we did season previews. I was like, man, these are tough because there's like two or three teams where I just can't figure out, right? And then how they match up with the other teams in the conference because everyone plays everybody. Is like my picks for the entire conference hinge on what I think about these two teams. And one of them was Texas Tech. So I thought they could get 2-6. Didn't really expect them to go win eight games either, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, they go seven and five in the regular season, win their bowl game, you know, a pretty easy payout for you there. But, you know, uh, Texas Tech, I'm going to say B plus here because I give them a B. I I mean, they didn't set the world on fire, but they they went to a bowl game and they won a bowl game against, uh, I believe, Old Miss, right? It was like 28 to seven and a half. I mean, it was a beatdown. So, yeah, I'm going to say B plus. For Texas Tech. I think it's a good year. All right. Uh, Next, we've got, oh, man, my boys, the Jayhawks, over two and a half. You guys were not buying it. I was buying it. And not only did they go over two and a half, they got to a fucking bowl game. So A++ with some extra credit here. I think they start off like 5-0. Like, I think you had this sum up by week three. Yes, I did. This is one of those situations like in, you know, in the Christmas story in uh, Ralphie's dream where she says a plus, and then she just starts writing pluses on the board and dancing down the line. This is one of those situations for me, like (laughs) nice fucking job. Lance Leipold getting them to a bowl game, man. Just unbelievable. Great year. Banner year. Now that being said, I didn't expect them to go to a bowl game. I just expect them to win three games, but what, what else can you say, man? Fantastic banner year. Right. I, and I kind of am kicking myself cause I went against my, one of my rules, right. Which is winners win. Um, yeah. You know, and Lance Leipold for listeners who don't know won I believe six national championships at, in division three. Yeah. It was at least uh, four. I know that it was a lot. He won a shitload of national championships at Wisconsin Whitewater Mm -hmm. and it went to can. They were, I mean, they were putrid in 2021, but I knew that that was in trouble when they went to West Virginia in week two and won in overtime. I was like, Oh "Oh, boy. Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah, Put up a 57 spot and won in overtime. Yeah. Nice job. So that, eh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think they'll be, I got to give them an A. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you got to give them an A plus. I mean, just, and not to mention the fact, you know, they go and they play an SEC team who also had a winning record this year, SEC West team that had a winning record. They go play them in the bowl game and take them to overtime. I mean, it's not, they didn't quit in the bowl game. They, you know, whatever. And Arkansas ended up winning in overtime, but shit, man. Like, well, I mean, it's not a bad team. Yeah. They, they beat Houston who I thought might had a you know decent shot at going to be the group of five team at the new year six. They, they beat Duke who ended up being an eight win team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they lose the TCU by a touchdown, which in retrospect is not Impressive. a terrible loss. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what Michigan did. <laughs> um, right. So, you know, they go beat the brakes off of Oklahoma state and then they kind of faded towards the end of the year, but you know, they lose their last two games to K state and Arkansas. Like you can't really hold that against them. So no. I, I got to give Leipold and his guys an A. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Uh, last couple here, TCU. I took the over on these guys. I expected Sonny Dykes to seriously turn things around. 
Because I thought the team was talented. I just thought they quit on Gary Patterson in 2021. And I think that's pretty much what we saw. You know, now, did I expect him to go to the fucking national title game? Absolutely not. I'll be very perfectly clear about that. But you guys are both on the under here because you just, I mean, I, I don't I don't blame either one of you for being there, I guess. No, I mean, I was just kind of on the fence with TCU. I was like, yeah, I, I, sure, I could see them going to win seven games, I guess. I, they were a big question mark for me, but as far as like the conference as a whole, and I just sort of reverted back to, okay, first-year coach, and then Max Duggan, who had played well, but had had some injury issues in before, and then as it turns out, isn't even starting. Uh, their best running back had transferred, Zach Evans, who went to Mississippi. So I didn't feel great about under like i thought they still had a pretty decent chance to go six and six and go to a bowl game but uh in any case they far exceeded that and i have to give them an a yeah yeah i agree they they definitely get an a here especially given the way they were able to finish games you know they uh they had some i mean what they have six come from behind victories this year i believe that's correct uh that sounds right i mean i don't know i know it was pretty sturdy amount but yeah i think i think it was six come from behind victories this year is what i read but if if that's not correct i know it was several but yeah you got to give them an a i mean national championship runner-up what they did against georgia aside i just uh, you know that doesn't take away from the fact that they had just a monster year i mean they went 13 and (laughs) two i mean i remember i remember talking about it before the national championship game like listen like they can go out there and lose by five touchdowns it's still Mm -hmm. a fantastic season for them yeah, now, unfortunately, turns, they lost by like eight touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still fantastic. I mean, you know, still won 13 games. Like you could lose by a hundred and, you know, they tried, but still um, a great season. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you still went 13 and two. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm going to say uh, a plus for them just off a of six and a half total and to exceed that all the way to the national title yeah, to game. Double it. Right. Yeah. It's not like you're doubling two and a half yeah. like Kansas, yeah. like you're doubling six and a half. And so, yeah, yeah, I'd give them an A. Yeah, agree. And then the last team, uh, West Virginia. (sighs) Me and you both took the under on this team uh, at five and a half. I said before the season that this could be like a nightmare scenario for West Virginia. And the way the season opened for them with that heartbreaking loss to Pittsburgh and then come, you know, got kind of compounded with injuries. I just, man, the pitchforks are out for Neil Brown, as Timmy likes to say. And I just, I think he's going to get the Clay Helton treatment next year. He might, uh, which we've talked about before. I think that whole concept is stupid. Uh, You know, you don't gain anything by bringing a guy back just so you can fire him in week four, but whatever. Not my money um, to pay in a buyout and not my program to try to rebuild. But I felt supremely confident about this under five and a half after they went and lost by a touchdown to Pittsburgh. And then week two, when they lost at home to Kansas. Yeah. That's that's yeah. when I felt I felt like really bad about my Kansas under, but I felt really good about my West Virginia under. So I was like, eh, this yeah. is kind of a wash. Yeah, kind of a double-edged sword there. So what are you going to do? It uh yeah, not a great year. I'm going to give West Virginia an F. I just it's my only team in the Big 12 that gets an F this year. Not great, Bob. They just they suck, man. I, I feel like West Virginia just has no identity. Like they don't even belong in the Big 12. Well, they don't. I don't know why they're in the, they're like Rutgers. Like they yeah. don't, they don't match the rest of their conference. It just feels no. weird to talk about them in that conference. But I'll give mm-hmm. them I'll give them a D because even though they were awful, you know, they did beat Baylor. They did beat Oklahoma. They did beat Oklahoma state. They didn't, you know, and they had a couple of close losses. It wasn't a total failure. Five and a half. They went five and seven. Um, so it's not like a complete failure of a year, but I'm kind of surprised that Neil Brown is apparently coming back. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty mind blowing. For wild. how long we don't know, but he'll yeah, at least we'll, start the season. Yeah, indeed. We'll see. All right, so that is going to wrap up our win total reviews here and our uh, postseason grades for these teams. Now, in the Big 12, let's see here. I went 9-1. and one. Yep. You went, it looks like, 6-4. and four. Correct. And Timmy lost 1, 2, 3, 4, Timmy 5, went six. Four and 6. So he went 4-6, and 6-4, six, six and 9-1. and one. So what's Yeah, that? so Timmy, Timmy and I went 500, right? We went 10-10, and 10, and then you're carrying us. Uh, yeah. Towards more towards a like 65 ish percent 
Um, well, there you go. That'll pay once again. Yeah, so, 19 and 11 total for us. Mm, not bad. All right. Well, we've got a lot to cover on next week's podcast because we've yep. got to go over the Big Ten and the ACC. I can't wait to talk about the Big Ten. Oh, I bet you can't because you went, <laughs> you fucking, oh man, you and don't, Timmy don't both. Spoil it. Don't spoil it. Man, you and Timmy both. Jesus Christ. Just, oh man, on fire. Speaking of carrying people. Uh, so yeah, we'll have a lot to cover uh, on next week's podcast with the ACC and the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, I bet you're excited to talk about the Big Ten, but probably not the ACC because uh, I, I'm not too embarrassed about the ACC. Like, yeah, well, I am. Me and Timmy both got just annihilated in that yeah. conference. Actually, I'm really looking forward to next week as a whole. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that uh, yeah, my good one. I got that out of the way right out of the gate, and then we will close out. Yeah. Our postseason grades with the SEC okay, all in that, one episode. That one I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, no, I don't think any of us would be looking forward to that. That was also a bloodbath. So a lot of red on the screen there for uh, the ACC and the SEC for me. But uh, until then, you guys can find us on Twitter at South End Zone Pod. You can follow me at Jason Bailey 47 You can follow Eric at Eric Mulhair. And uh, we'd like to thank our corporate sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. And we will be back with you next week covering the ACC and the Big Ten uh, Vegas totals. And we will see you then. Later. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.